I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to Unashamed. We got Zach in the house. Zach is back. I'm back. Uh, he's yep. back, yep. baby. We've been missing yeah. you, Zach, because you've been so busy with this movie that apparently yeah, is doing we really well. It surprised people is what they what they said. We uh, landed, I think, number four for the weekend, which is number great because we were only in we're, about we got Paw Patrol in our side. <laughs> The, Paw Patrol, the number the one sights. movie. The number one movie is Paw Patrol, which I remember my grandkids watching. It's like a <laughs> like a cartoon, but that thing was the rocket ship. I guess Zach, you need to start making cartoons. Maybe maybe we we were off on the instead of all this gritty realism, we ought to be doing you know Chase as a cartoon character. Well, you know, the, I did I did get feedback on Jace's idea. A lot of people said they want to see the zombie movie next, so. The Christian zombie well, movie. So. <laughs> You're burying the so lead here. You were right, Jason. I, mean, I brought that up weeks ago, and we're just now getting back to that. I, I'm way down the list on the pecking order. I was in Massachusetts uh, last week uh, speaking, and some guy came up and said, Tell Jace, no, we don't want to see any good zombies. So I only have one person <laughs> that actually commented, but he said, No, no, I actually another- had a few people, I, I had a few that, that sent me. Uh, um, messages and they're like, yeah, we think it's a great idea. Jace is on to something. You need to explore it. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, think just think about it. Why just sit there and take it? Why not do something? <laughs> Let's. What counts is a new creation. Have mm. a new. Uh, we're zombies anyway. Yeah, we're going to get to that in Luke fifteen at some point. Yeah, the son was a dead. He was dead, and then he was alive. Good mm. zombies. Uh, That's a good zombie. I wonder when the. Uh, when it uh, ran out of ran out of uh, hearing and it does not apply, but after Jesus, we've been going through the Book of Matthew in the last few months. The crucifixion is it's what Jesus said would happen to him when he got into Jerusalem. Matthew, Luke, you know, Matthew, one of the guys, Mark, dead the death of Jesus, the the, the burial of Jesus, the resurrection. And post-resurrection, there are some marching orders that were given. Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, here's your, your, here's your format, guys. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. You, you have it right in front of you. You can read it any time. Uh, and surely I'll be with you to the end of the age when when this is over. So according to that, we're still under the umbrella of get the gospel preached, and it did go in this country from from shining sea to shining sea. It did. Well, we did exactly. We didn't do anything over and above the call of duty. We just carried out instructions. Yeah. And there's more than this, but Matthew 28 to do it. The great, it's called the great, somebody called it the great commission. Well, that's the commission. And I have, I, I've way back, I said, I'd love to see the gospel preach to the whole country and then spread from there. I was shocked to wake up the other morning. I said, well, they said, well, you got a million watching. I said, just carrying out instructions. So there'll be no changes for us. Carry out instructions. Take the gospel to the whole world. So that's my view of it. It's pretty simple, really. Yeah, we went. So yeah, I was 
Lisa and I were on our way home from uh, Massachusetts, and we um, stopped in DFW, got a ride over, met mom and dad. So there were two theaters that were showing uh, that night, and we we went in and kind of surprised everybody. I don't guess they knew we were coming. I mean, we just popped in, and everybody started clapping and cheering. And uh, we just gave them a little preview of the movie, what it was going to be like, and just had a little fun with them. And uh, and everybody was so excited to be there. And so we did two two of those, and then we uh, wound up doing a little meet and greet afterwards. But It, it was, was a, basically a standing O, and we're just standing there. Yeah, we were just walked in. You know, of course, it was kind of funny, Zach, because I didn't realize on the front of the movie that there were advertisements for Unashamed and the Duck Call Room. So you did. So you guys put like a couple of the thing we did when we kicked off the Unashamed. You know, we were reading the passage and we said, "I am unashamed." I don't know if you remember that we did this like three or four years ago. Did we do this yesterday? It was a, <laughs> he lost him at two or three. <laughs> I don't. So anyway, they showed that and it was really good. It's very very powerful. And then they showed a kind of a skit type thing with side and people up at duck commander for theirs but it was funny but that was playing when we walked in and then of course you imagine if you're sitting at a movie and you're watching people on the screen then all of a sudden they walk in the room it was kind yeah. of a funny like reaction to everybody and then i was thinking about it afterwards that it was pretty cool because i said i've been to see a lot of movies in my life biopics about people good and bad but i've never been in to see a movie about some people and then afterwards i got to go meet those people and take a picture with them, yeah. which is what happened. <laughs> we were The movie was about our family, and then all these people are there. They just watched the movie. Of course, a bunch of them were in tears. I mean, a couple of them were just, you know, really just kind of pouring their heart out. It like, sort of yeah. became the next step from the previous things of Duck Dynasty and kind of just some down-to-earth people, country people, and the way they live. And pray to the, the Father. They saw the one we've been praying to. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the Apostle Paul said, because it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believed, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. This thing is widespread. It's been that way for 2,000 years. For from God, uh, uh, by the, for in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith, from first to last, just that is written, the righteous will live by faith. It's just that movie, putting it bluntly, is an extension of that. It's the yeah. mouthpiece that you follow. You're not, you're not ashamed of it. It's, it's, you look at it as power to save people, you know, raise them from the dead. Just think about it. So everybody saw it. Well, you know, they made a little movie like that. The information in that movie was critical for the human race. Right. Their sins will be removed and they'll be raised from the dead. I mean, that's what we're peddling here. Right. So we shouldn't be shocked when we look at it at some point and it becomes mainstream toward the top. Right. It's needed. So the Almighty put that on the big screen, in my humble opinion, and people started being baptized as soon as he did it. Mm-hmm. They reported to me people they're being baptized. Well, you know, they, well, that's that's Matthew there. He, right. 
baptized in the name. Yeah, of the there Father, there was a the, there was a university in uh, what was it? It was Mount Olive University. They um, the gentleman there bought out a theater, or I guess a, a big room at, on the campus for the students to watch it. And they had a, a couple hundred students fill up the auditorium. And at the end of it, the guy on campus was like, "If y'all want to." He, gave me, he preached the gospel to him. Said, "If you guys want to be baptized, we've got, we've set up some baptistries outside." And they went out there and worshipped for several hours, and a bunch of them got baptized. And I thought, you know, when's a, I've never heard of of someone going to a movie and then hearing the gospel and then getting baptized. And apparently, that's been going on. Um, and then the, another buddy of mine called me this week, said they're going to show it in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, at their church, um, and they're going to bring, I think it's like six hundred and fifty people that are in recovery to watch the film and then they're gonna they're gonna have a um they're gonna preach gospel after that so it's just crazy i mean the the, the response i mean the the reviews i mean rotten tomatoes reviews have been incredible we have a 99 percent positive score on there i mean just tons of people i mean I, I i have been blown away i mean i've been i've been crying all weekend you know i, I get these texts or someone will share I me mean, with these comments and man there's been some just powerful, powerful moves of God in this film. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, even one of my friends from high school, this guy I knew in high school was pretty rough dude, went to watch the movie and he was texting my dad and he said, um, he said, man, Miss Jan and Miss Kay, they were some real amazing women. He said, after watching the film, he said, I I realized I need to make some changes. Well, he starts texting my dad back and forth and the last one I saw that I loved was he said, man, I didn't know they had a podcast. He said, I've been binge listening to Unashamed, which, by the way, a lot of people have, I, th- I think, started listening to the podcast because of the movie. Um, but he said, I- I'm going to go buy me a Bible this week, and I'm going to start reading the Bible from front to, front to cover. This is a guy that didn't even have a Bible and uh, went to the movie and and just had an encounter with God. So, I mean, it's it's been it's been incredible. So, you know, you you were telling the story about the Mount Olive Um that's our old friend Kenny that has the Highway 55 hamburger chain. And what's interesting about it, Kenny did that, Zach, because he started listening to our podcast back during the pandemic, and he came to Christ and came to a new decision in his life. And because of that, he's been on fire for the last three years. And so when this opportunity yeah. came along, he's like, I'm ready to pay this forward to other people. And so that's the beauty of it. That's really what living unashamed is is all about, is those kind of decisions. Mom talked about somebody, somewhere she was at, I think it was when the release here, she went the opening night here in West Monroe, and uh, she said that someone had, um, they had already had divorce papers, uh, and they were in the process of getting a divorce, and both of them wound up seeing the movie, not together, but seeing the movie independently, and got back together and said, we can't do, we can't follow this path we were on. We've got to, we've got to work on our marriage. And so they stopped the divorce proceedings are now working towards reconciliation. Wow. But that was just off the movie. The people who yeah. watched that movie right before the apostle Paul said he was unashamed of the gospel. He, here's the way he worded it. I'm obligated. Now just think about that. You, you look around at the United States, 300 million people. The Apostle Paul said, you need to view them and be obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, that's all of them, both to the wise and the foolish, and there's both running around in any country at any time in history, 
And this is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you here at Rome. I mean, he's laying out his framework. He can't stop. He, he can't say back out for, well, I don't know, you know, they're not from around here. Are they too far gone? No, are the countries going to hell? He said, just go in there, preach the good news. Yep. They, they have a couple of problems that I'm going to solve for. That's God talking. Yep. You know, and, and it just laid out there, you know, everybody's a sinner and everybody's going to die. And, and the gospel solves both of them at one lick. Right. Well, it's worth suffering for and it's sure worth hearing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's about what's transpired here in the last few days. Yeah. And I think there's a big difference in being impacted by a film which I've been impacted by other films, and then having something that's putting the life-changing message of Jesus It'll into impact your life. I mean, right? That's that's it's it's life-changing potential. I think the movie caught that. I, mean, I do, I do too. And I thought having you know having even real-time dad as a part of it, and I won't tell you where that is, but I thought that was a that was a, a good move to be able to do that. Let's uh, let's take our first break. So for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Uh, They offer dependable nationwide coverage, uh, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means that you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but without funding the left, which we like. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, our military veterans and first responder heroes. These guys love uh, military and veterans, and so do we. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. You get to keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade, and their team is going to help you find the best plan for your needs. Here's what you do. Go to patriotmobile.com slash fill, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. You get free activation when you use the offer code Phil. So join me and make the switch today, patriotmobile.com slash Phil. That's patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. Yeah, having the real Phil. The critics probably, well, you just I have no idea. That, I haven't right. read anything, but they, they probably won't like that, but... At some point, you realize, I was thinking about 2 Corinthians 4 through 6, I guess, while while y'all were talking. Because, you know, here was a group of people back in a culture and a world that looked a lot like ours today. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they had to be reminded of the gospel. I mean, this was a church. Yep. Which is, I think, pretty much the most embarrassing thing that could happen to a church if you had to be reminded of the gospel. <laughs> telling you. We <laughs> shot a big hole never, in that. I've never thought about it from that perspective, but you're right. That is embarrassing. It's like, okay, you go in and you're I mean, speaking. maybe remind you of something else, but not that, right? Let me just tell you what your problem is here. You have forgotten Jesus, who's the who you're married to, That's the right. head of the church. Yeah, the, he died love. for you. Hey, let me just tell you a simple story. So it is embarrassing, but, you know, when you... When you read that about this this new ministry, that uh, verse four of chapter four of Second Corinthians, when he says the God little G of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they 
cannot see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is in the image of God. It is true. And it says, for we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants. You know, and then he goes on in verse seven, which is a famous verse. But we have this treasure in jars of clay, which is us humans, to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. And, you know, as he continues talking about the heavenly dwelling and he gets to chapter five and it says in verse 14, for Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all. Therefore, all died. He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them. And the point I want to get to is verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. All this is from God who reconciled or brought us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So we're therefore Christ's ambassadors. I mean... From my perspective, it's like, okay, what what's so special about this movie? Are you bragging because, you know, Zach did an excellent job of producing it or you were willing to go along with the story? No, it just shows that the power is from God and not in us. Yeah. Which proves it can go both ways, evil and good. Yeah. Well, it can it go can. both ways. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, most movies we see it's are satanic and there's a lot of mischief and misery connected with them any way you want to slice it i don't think they're getting too far deep into it they're just like show some people you know show some action some cars turn over and explode show a few breaths and you know have some famous people in it and they'll buy a ticket i mean i'm just saying i think that's kind of their (laughs) their well you said this before jace most movies are based on revenge yeah. Uh, most most and even movies I love are based on revenge. This movie is built on redemption, which yep. is completely different. And I've seen other good redemptive stories, but this one is compelling. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I was gonna say, you, J- Jace um, brought up that ending part with Phil, which was really powerful. I don't know if I've told the story of how that happened, but um, it's kind of crazy. If you saw at the end there, there's the I am second clip um, that. That was really, this was a God thing for sure. And I think it was one of the most powerful parts of the film that I'd actually had a conversation with Jace who had watched, he was the first family member to watch um, a cut of the film. I sent it to him and Missy. They watched it. And his feedback was, he said, I, I loved it, but I think Phil's, because you got one problem. <clears throat> I said, what's that? He said, you, you never actually said the, the words, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. He said, you need to get Phil on the end of it, basically preaching the gospel. And I was like, you're right. And so I went back to my team that morning and I said, guys, because we had, we had, with Fathom, you got to do some kind of like, I forget what they call it, like special content, which is essentially somebody in the family like addressing or something like that. So we, we'd already planned on having to do something. And I said, this is what we need to do. I said, talk to Jace. I told him about our conversation. I said, we need to do something like I am second, kind of like a 
like Phil in a chair with just a black background, looking down the barrel of the camera, just giving the gospel at the end of the film, just, just a two minute version of the gospel. I think that would be really powerful. And everybody was like, yes, you're a hundred percent correct. Let's do that. And then we got on the podcast that day and we were talking about the blind and I didn't know it, but I am second. Angie was in the room yeah, with here. you guys. Yeah, they were, they they were cause here. they were there for, was it for Rucker? Yeah, Ryan well, they, they we there? had been talking about that. Actually, they were just coming through, and she said, you know, they listen to the podcast. She said, we would love to check it out. And she and I had been talking. I said, well, why don't y'all just come on down, and we'll have lunch together. And they were going to talk to Rucker about being on I Am Second. And so, yeah, that's why they were here. But well, I, did, hey, I this, had no idea you had – Jace had been talking. So all these things were happening independently. Breaking news. Breaking news. God is really good at organizing <laughs> get-togethers. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was proven. Well, she asked Al. I don't know how she got my number from Al. And then I just get this text from Angie. She said, hey, this is Angie with I Am Second. Is there any way we can be involved in the film? I was like, call me you know, like right now. I said, that's so weird. You sent me that text because I just had a conversation with Jace this morning, I, right before the podcast, you know, I was talking with my team, told her, I said, we need to do something like I am second. And she said, well, that's weird. Cause I was in the studio this morning with Al and I heard you guys talking about it. And I just felt like we needed to be a part of this. And, um, so I said, well, can you, why don't and I gave her the idea? She said, love it. Let's put it together. I said, but we got to get, so they flew Phil out. I think that Friday, that was on a Monday or Tuesday, flew Phil out Friday and filmed him doing that, and and it was yeah because they already done, had a shoot I, set up with Rucker. And, sorry, and just Phil. just to mention to the audience, in case you don't know, I am second is you go to second dot com. It's a it's a website with testimonies on it of people's lives, and we're on there. Uh, we have a couple of different series that are on there, and then the, but there's a lot of other athletes, actors, uh, people that are you know well known. Yeah their story of how they found Christ or Christ found them. So it's, it's really powerful. So that's who I am second is, if you don't know. Yeah. And they've been great partners, but I love that. I mean, the, the whole thing that's been powerful about this, I think is, is that, you know, Hollywood or the industry folks didn't see it coming. Um, they were like, I mean, all the articles were like big surprise this weekend was the blind wasn't on our radar, but it performed very well at the box office. And, you know, so we, you know, we, initially have been given one week at the box office guaranteed. So we like uh, today's Monday. I think this episode posted today. Um, so we're guaranteed through like Thursday, but I really think that if we, we had such a strong showing and if, and if we continue to this week, so I, by the way, I would encourage you to go out. If you know anybody that hasn't seen the movie, go watch it, you know, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, because I truly believe that if, if that we will probably get an extension and get another week just because of the success of, opening weekend um and um but yeah it was it, the, but the the see that these theaters were filling up with people the all the feedback that i was getting was like things like man this was such a there is zero cheese factor like this was like a real tangible expression of the gospel like that like you didn't water it down you know you didn't you didn't like you know make it whitewash the sin i mean i did you like this was, we showed the sin for what it was, not a glorifying it, but we did. It was hard to watch in some regards, but man, when that redemption part comes, you know, when Phil comes out of the water, I mean, every theater that I heard about, like there's, there's been like a eruption of, of, of applause, you know, when Phil comes out of that water and he's, and he's clean, he's new, a new man coming up. So there's, it was just, it, I don't know. This whole week has been pretty the special. The best thing about it is it's all true. <laughs> yeah. All true. 
Yeah, the best thing and the worst thing. <laughs> I guess the worst thing and the best thing. Let's end on a positive. Well, but that's what I just read. Look, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Yeah. I mean, it's possible to start over in life. I mean, while y'all were all doing movie stuff, I was in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Well, that's right. You were going out uh, for... A Langhopper. Hang on before you tell that. Let's take another break. So today was the first day of hunting in six days. My gun was clean because I was getting ready. I went one for one on my first shot. Then I went two for three, which was okay because then I went three for three. Killed, killed my limit and was six for seven. So And you had a nice clean barrel to make that happen. Just saying. A good hunter doesn't blame his weapon. I love it. So hunting season is upon us. Um, it seemed to get here quickly. And uh, for us, it's teal season, but uh, maybe something different for different parts of the country. But one of the things for sure is it's time to make sure that your uh, weapons are ready, your ammo is ready, and that you're ready. So one of the things that we encourage you to do is check out our pals from Barrel Buddy. Uh, Jace has some there in front of him. Uh, these polymer that they've come up with to, are made to help you make sure that you know uh, that your barrel is clean. Uh, back in the day, we used to use the uh, the square peg, you know, the uh, patches, which I call the square peg in a round hole because they just never worked too well. Uh, they were difficult to handle. You got splatter and oil and solvent all over everything. They came out with a boar snake after that, but that wasn't much better because it was dirty all the time, so I couldn't tell if I had cleaned my weapon or not. So now they've come up with this product, our friends at Barrel Buddy, uh, which is much better. You push the polymer through. It's white, so you know what's coming out of your barrel. Uh, picks up all the residue particles. Very clean, very safe, very efficient, and that's what we're looking for. So check them out, BarrelBuddy.com, B-A-R-R-E-L, Buddy.com. Well, there's a lot to tell, but no, I want to hear it. I mean, this, were you on vacation or is this like, what was this? Vacation. Treasure hunting trip? Vacation. <laughs> Zach, like we don't even know what that word means. <laughs> I was on vacation. So you were working. <laughs> well, I was working for free because uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't charge anything, but I was, I don't know how this got started. I, I think. <laughs> I mean, I love the Langhoffers. Well, what had happened? <laughs> and they, he was, he's been on the podcast before. Yeah, he has. Well, we need to he get him back. Converted, he was found under a bridge. Oh, he, right? he was, he was homeless under teen- a bridge in New Orleans. Homeless teenager. His story is incredible. Which he told part no, it's of great. it. Okay. So he's, he's he was a, our pastor at our church for a few years. Yeah, so. great speaker. Wonderful, dynamic, wonderful. And so, uh, him and his wife and his three kids are there, and. uh you know, we just love them. It, we're we're such an odd couple, you know, me and Trent, because if you look at him, he's this beast of a fella. I would say yuppie tendies, tendencies would be an understatement. Oh, yeah. He's yuppie on <laughs> steroids. He wakes up every morning, you know, working out. He's using a lot of vocabulary that I... Zach, that I, would, Zach would get it. Yeah. He, he would get the words. And we actually, you know, we drove around and... And looked at the sites and did what yuppie people do. So I, I went on a trip 
you know, Missy went with me. And I wasn't sure what I was going to be doing because I told him, I was like, if you want me to speak at the college, because he's the counseling coordinator at Colorado Christian University. Which is what he went out there for to start this yeah. counseling center, right? But he also speaks uh, at this church, I think, 10 or 12 times a year. So he's heavily involved. So I was like, whatever you want me to do, we'll do it. And so we had planned this a few months ago because it, you know, his schedule was bad as mine. And so we just, we went out. So what's funny is as soon as we landed, they picked us up and we immediately drove to his daughter's volleyball tournament because they were playing for the district championship. And, and like on Wednesday, because they said, look, our, my daughter's, she's in this volleyball tournament. If they win Wednesday, they'll have to play Friday. So what do y'all want to do? We, you know, you can go to the to a hotel. I was like, what are you talking about? I want to go that. This is incentive to win. I played volleyball for years. I was like, you have <laughs> for You're we're a fan, Jay. We're talking about championships here. So we landed, immediately drove there. I walk in. Of course, the team over there, they're like, look, there's there's famous people coming in for this tournament. <laughs> They've come from Louisiana to watch this tournament. We're in this little gym. It was packed. And there are two teams. We're talking about junior high girls going against each other, which in my mind I thought, oh, this is going to be exciting. I mean, I guess whoever can get the ball over the net. That's why I said score. just take me to the motel right now. Let's, don't, <laughs> let's skip the ball game. That, that, would, that would not have but gone. But you marched on in there. But then. That, that would have been a bad call. <laughs> so I got in there, and this game That's broke That's why out. I don't go to volleyball games yet. And, and the Langhoffers are cheering. The, the, it was as loud of a crowd as I've ever been involved. I and mean, we're talking about this is for the championship. You've played all year. We get to this moment. And the skill level was beyond my wildest imagination. Stunned. I mean, just you stunned. Mean these girls could play ball. I'm talking about Diggs' incredible set and just spike it. I mean, it was incredible. And, of course, I found out later, a lot of these girls play in these leagues, you know, like the equivalent of travel baseball, you know. I was stunned. We always played here, but we never had a lot of organized volleyball in Louisiana. That's why it shocks you. But you go to places like that, they're serious about it. Texas is big, too. So as the oh, game yeah. started, you know, and, and I'm inquiring to Trent. I'm like, what about our coach? He's like, she loves the Lord. She wants to bring glory to God, number one. So then I'm just now all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, and she is the most positive. <laughs> and she rotated the whole team. Played the whole team like we're. This is what we've done all year, and he said that's what that's what she does. So some of the girls out there, you'd have been conflicted if she'd have been a heathen. But since she was a believer, you're all in. I'm all in. And there was this <laughs> tiny girl like in a rotation that you know, because when you're in junior high, you go through ghost spurts, you know. And of course, we won the first set. Lot they played a 25, just regular volleyball, you know. Then they won the next one. Then we won the third one, you know. And so you start. I, I start to get to knowing these players. Of course, I'm calling by the number. I'm like, set it to 1-6, set it to 1-6. Of course, every time uh, Trent's daughter did anything, you know, I just it went crazy. But there was one little moment in there where our tiniest girl who, I mean, just physically, she was an underdog. She was tiny. And, and the force of the ball coming at such 
power. I mean, she was trying her best, you know, and I was sitting there in my mind thinking, sub her out, you know? I mean, this is the championship. I'm like, your weakest link, you're only as good as your weakest link, you know? But she made a play somewhere in there that was just incredible. And at that time, everybody's cheering, I'm clapping. Then that that broke right there because I it's like here's the underdog on our team she's out there incredible play it was a momentum change at this point now this is your team like these are your kids I lost it I'm now up <laughs> hollering the loudest I see you number five <laughs> nobody said you could do it everybody. <laughs> Just went crazy, you know. So we wound up. You've never seen Jason in an athletic event. If he's into it, it is. I went full LSU. I went LSU mode because I usually watch the game by myself because I'm embarrassed at how you know (laughs) I get into it. And so uh, we won. We're taking pit. We won the championship. I mean, it was awesome. So that was just gravy. And uh, and I used it as a way to encourage her because his daughter is very skilled for a junior high girl in yeah. volleyball. And I said, like, look, you keep this up, they'll pay you. They'll pay your college. Yeah. But then I said, but always remember this. It's the character of a person that matters. Yeah. You got to put Jesus number one. Because I just thought, you know, everybody needs mentors in their life. Yep. And Because uh, I knew the technical game of volleyball because i played it so many years you know trent's like what what kind of call is that i was like no that was the right call (laughs) you you can't go five feet under the net on the other side no matter what happens you know but anyway so i wound up speaking twice at their church for a they had a men's i guess it was like a men's camp men's retreat and uh i spoke twice which i didn't i didn't even know i was speaking twice or so you said like, you'd do whatever. I so. told Trent, I was like, no, I got one speech, <laughs> and you've given me two. So I actually shared Jesus the first time, uh, and then the second, I did a study on Luke 15, since we're, we were eventually going to get there. Uh-huh. So, uh, And it's my favorite chapter in the Bible. But it was fantastic, the whole trip. And we were just doing kingdom business. But there were several people, y'all were talking about the movie, who were like, hey, we because they had seen the movie the night before. Right. So it was a pretty amazing. So you were getting the feedback from them. Let's take another break. So, Jace, I love it when Dad calls us the young bucks. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm about to be 59, and you're 54. So the only context by which we're young is when Dad is talking, who's 77. Have you noticed that? It's all relative, Al. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So so what's happened is it's, it's, it's amazing, and including Willie as well. Uh, we've all become uh, older people. We're, we're considered mature American citizens now, and uh, it seemed to happen very quickly. Uh, but I have a new group for us. Uh, I just joined up with these guys. It's called AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. We're all old enough to be able to join. It's an alternative to AARP, which upon further review, I found out that these guys are donating 95% of their money to Democrats and are supporting a lot of stuff that I don't support and none of the three of us do. Uh, AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, they proudly champion Americans' right to free speech, religious liberty, and Second Amendment. 
They're the leading conservative advocacy and benefits organization. They defend parents' rights to protect their children. They're also fighting to restore America's election integrity, which is much needed. And they're pushing back against efforts to defund police, weaken borders, and indoctrinate and corrupt our youth. With more than 2 million members nationwide, AMAC is pro-faith, pro-family, and pro-freedom. And so is the Unashamed Podcast. But they can't do it alone. Joining gives you access to special low rates on cell phones uh, and plans, health and wellness products, travel and lodging, vision, dental, prescription drugs, a lot of opportunities to save you some money. So join today. Let's send AARP a strong message that they don't represent conservative seniors. Join AMAC today at amac.us slash unashamed. That's amac.us forward slash unashamed. So one of the things I wanted to mention, Zach, that uh, somebody handed me a note that the Blind Movie Podcast, which was the podcast we did about the movie, uh, reached one million total downloads this weekend uh, in occurring with the movie release. That's pretty amazing. So I've heard a lot of really good feedback about that as well. Um, Just kind of our reaction to the movie, wouldn't you? Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, the podcast podcast? was great, man. It was... uh... You know, it was it was uh, such a vulnerable moment. You know, that's that's a big thing I think that people keep talking about with the film and the podcast is just the vulnerability of you know being honest and telling your story. Which um, you know, Jason make that point earlier about the reconciliation and becoming a new person. That, to me, that's the that's that's been what I think has been so impactful about the about the the whole project. You know, uh, our, one of the best reviews that i heard was from elizabeth uh hasselback is that her name still yeah that's her name hasselback yeah. married but, uh, to the former nfl guy yeah and she did an instagram post on it that somebody sent to me and i mean i loved it because it was like she was just talking about the power of the film and but she got to that part uh she said you know i'll never i'll never see baptism the same way again after watching this this film and I thought, you know, we've, when we've talked about baptism a whole lot on this podcast and mm-hmm. had good, good, uh, debate on that. But at the end of the day, like that, that is what the whole baptism symbolized, right? It's it, in that moment, it's this, it's an, it, it's old man who's dying and, and being put to death and then a new man coming up. It's, it's that new creation. And that, I mean, that is the essence of the gospel. I think that's the power of a film like this and, and and not just this film, it's the power of the gospel. I mean, it's the, you know, what the first Corinthians 15 passage that we quote all the time, you know, that the gospel is the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. And what baptism is, is, is we're, we're connecting with the gospel of Christ. We're connecting with his death. Romans six says this, we're connected with his death in baptism. We're, we're buried with Christ through baptism and then we're raised to live a new life. And that's the hope. The hope yeah. of the whole thing is if you think, man, I'm a pretty bad dude. Well, the answer in the gospel is not, no, you're, you're not that bad. The answer is no, you're much worse than you think you are. But that guy can die. We can bury that old man and then a new man can come forth and, and that can be connected with the resurrection of Christ. And um, so yeah, I think that's what throughout the vein of all of this through the podcast, you saw it in the podcast. I mean, Phil talking about Big Al, what a powerful moment that was. You know, yeah. talking about, you know, him coming to the same Yeah, it kind of brought dad to tears. 
It's funny you said that, Zach, because when we were at Fort Worth, there was a couple that were coming back behind us to take a picture. And as they're walking past me, because I was sitting there, there's a little gap between me and, and mom and dad. And she said, do you remember his baptism? Well, I thought she was talking about her husband because they were walking up together. That's exactly what she, that's what she said to me. And I was like, uh, no, did I do it? Like, I, I mean, like I baptized a lot of people. <laughs> so I thought she was talking about her husband and she looked at me kind of funny. And I was like, are you talking about your husband? And she said, no, I'm talking about your dad. <laughs> so she, she just kind of brought that up randomly and I, I, did, I wasn't yeah. following. And I was like, oh yeah, you're talking about dad's baptism? Of course. I mean, you, you saw it in the film. We were... That was the moment that we knew. Now, Mom says that Jay says in that moment, uh, of course, I never know. This is exactly where I go. With Mom, you never know. That you said, does this mean the devil's going to leave our dad? And she said, yeah, but it, it may take a while for him to get, <laughs> to, to get it all lined out. Sounds like so, something I would say. It sounds like it, yeah. Cause I was, you know, I wasn't too sure about old Phil at that point. <laughs> I was like, does this mean he's gone for good? Do you, do you remember it, Jace? Uh, do you remember his baptism? Yeah, I remember thinking, all right, well, let's try this. But we were all in tears, I remember that. Yeah, but I'm like, anything different is welcome. That's right. But it's weird how... I remember. How, how you bring that up. Do you uh, remember it, Dad? I remember it. I, it's weird you bring that up. So when I got up to do my speech... And look, the humor aspect. There was a. I noticed there was a, a cultural chasm between Colorado, and here, because every <coughs> joke that I tell that I've told before that people always laugh when I told it in Colorado, crickets. I mean, just crickets. I thought, what's wrong with these people? You know, and so after a while, I got off the jokes. But my first uh, segment. Of course, you know, I didn't have any notes, but as I threw Zach under the bus, because I knew the movie was out and so many had had, had said it. And I, I was like, yeah, the movie's out. I was like, now I, I told the producer, who is my cousin, the only thing I didn't like was the name. It was too confusing. You know, The Blind, which there's only, what, half a million people in the world who knows anything about a duck blind. Most people. Right, you know, when they see that, they think it's, you know, you think Helen Keller or, right, or whatever. You're you're not thinking a, a duck blind, you know. So I said, I think the movie should have been named Mission Possible. <laughs> hmm. And so everybody, it's crickets, you know, <laughs> just just like here, yeah. yeah. And so then I did the spiel about. Mission Impossible, one of the most popular movies of all time. How many ha has there been? Uh, like six. A lot. I mean, as soon as you hear Mission Impossible, you think, dun, 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 dun. You know, Tom Cruise. Dun, 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 dun. The whole thing's based on a lie. If y'all have listened to our podcast, <laughs> you've heard me do this. It's They say it's Mission Impossible, then he does it. It's a lie. And they took your money, and it was all a lie. Because it really, it really was Mission Possible. Because it, it was, it, well, they should have been named Mission Possible. So now, and we're going back to having. Are they laughing yet? Nobody cracked a smile. No, no, there was never any kind of chuckle whatsoever. So then, now you have a guy who's just 
Phil was being Phil, raging alcoholic, whatever you want to, however you want to depict it. Well, you're like, well, there's no way this guy is that. That's to turn his life around and be a force for good, and make the world world a better place for whatever reason. That would be impossible. Because from my perspective as a kid, watching what was going on, if you had asked me in that moment, I was like, not going to happen. He he's too far gone. So and really, one of the scenes y'all put in the movie about us going and visiting you know when i feel was i don't know you were on the run from the law you were living in the woods and now i remember that moment more than any other of my childhood because i thought well i want to see my dad i haven't seen him in a few months but when i went out there when he came out of that door i thought nope (laughs) he just looked like a crazed wild animal i was like nope and he and he really didn't acknowledge our presence but uh so i thought no, this is not going to happen. So it was a bad idea is what I was thinking. Not quite so, ready yet. So then I went through all the verses, you know, off the top of my head about, you want you want to hear about mission possible, that all things are possible. You know, you remember the verse where, even talking about the virgin birth in Luke, he said, well, man, this is not possible with God. All things are possible. And so that's what I was hitting on. I mentioned the Acts 2, Peter's sermon, where he said it was impossible for death to keep its hold on Jesus. You want to talk about mission possible. Is it possible to be dead and come back to life? So it would have been a better name, but I forgive you. <laughs> Fortunately, the but, movie, the Blind, it covers that. Yeah. It yeah, does. It, it does. Well, I'm Pretty just talking good. about the name, that, which is subjective. He was blind. Let's let's take our last break. But I want to mention this because you brought up baptism, and I brought it up in, in my speech because I felt the same way. And you know, I I stuck my foot in my mouth because I do a little bit in my speech where I say I'm pretty sure that I've blown more things up than everybody in here combined. Well, I didn't realize there's like multiple military bases in Colorado Springs, and some of the guys in the audience were explosive experts in our military. So, and I had one of them confront me after the speech and said, hey, you hadn't blown up more stuff than me. (laughs) 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 And the point I was making was in... You know, I do the three questions. How'd you get here? What are you doing here? And how are you leaving the earth? The three questions that all humans should ask themselves at some point as they live here on the earth. How'd I get here? What am I doing here? And how am I leaving? And so under the heading of how did I get here? I go through the belief in our culture that there was an explosion without any kind of intelligent design and we have this magnificent universe and our planet being the, the earth being the right distance from the sun and all these intricate details and life on our earth and all as the result of an explo- a random explosion between mm-hmm. things that no one has an answer for on what exploded. And so that's, that was my point. Most explosions, if not all, that I've ever seen resulted in chaos not not harmony. So but when I brought up the baptism and I realized the military presence on day 2, I brought up this idea about the reason it's so hard for our military 
sometimes to find Jesus is because they're taught through boot camp all the way through. The, the last thing that you're going to do for victory, to achieve victory, is surrender. You know, here you are on the battlefield, there's bullets, and all of a sudden you're like, huh, huh. you know, I surrender. Well, that means you lost. Yep. And that, that's yep. in your brain. And so that's when I brought up baptism, because most religious people who don't really believe baptism as even important is they think, well, that's something that you say you're doing. And in essence, I believe it's just the opposite. It is a moment in time based on what Jesus did, which is what saves you 100%. Yep. His death on a cross, his life, you know, the virgin birth, his life, his character, his death on a cross, his burial, his resurrection, and him being exalted to the right hand of God. Based on you hearing that, that that's a moment of you saying, you know what? I surrender. Yep. And so it was God's yeah. idea, not mine. So you read Romans 6 and you see this reenactment. You can reenact that and your old self is dying. It's the exact opposite of you doing something. It's you saying, I can do nothing and I'm I'm giving up right there. And so in essence, that was my point. And I read a couple of verses to support that. I don't know if I've ever read them on the podcast, but I want to read them now because they just kind of came to me. One is in Proverbs 21, 30. It says, there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Any plan, any wisdom, any insight that you think you have, it will not succeed against the Lord. And so when you tie that into two New Testament passages, and you remember Romans 7 when Paul gives the illustration about this war that goes on every day in our minds with sin. And we do what we shouldn't do, and what I don't want to do, I do. And there's and he, and he says, you know, I find this law at work. He gets down to the end of chapter 7. In my inner being, I delight in God's law, verse 22. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind. Y'all are familiar with that. And it says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from the body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, that's the, that's the chapter after. He did the illustration of why yeah. you shouldn't sin. He said, don't you know that all of us were <clears throat> baptized into Christ? We were baptized yeah. into his death. We were therefore buried. Just like Christ was raised, we too may live a new life, for we know our old self was crucified. That's Romans 6. And the last thing I'll read is 1 Corinthians 15, because now we're talking about the resurrection after the reminder of the gospel. In verse 56, it says, the sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so that was the same point that I made in the illustration because I realized there's a lot of military guys in here and I'm trying to get them to entertain the thought that true victory yeah. in the Lord is surrendering on the battlefield. Yeah, no doubt. Man, that's good because I think that what, like when most most of us want to, when we talk about baptism, a lot of times we, we in the religious world, it's, and I, I don't think this is what the Bible teaches, but I think that some people would say that it's, it's you joining a congregation 
and like that signifying that in, to the congregation. I do think that I think it's important to be baptized in the church and to and to make that public profession with your church. But the essence of baptism is what you said. I mean, it's right before you would read Romans seven. Right before that was Romans six, which is the baptism passage. But right before Romans six is it ends Romans five with the most provocative statement in the Bible, maybe when he when he says. Uh, the more, basically the more you where sin increases, grace abounds all the more. In other words, the more you sin, this is how grace works. The more grace you get, and the obvious question that Paul is answering in Romans six is what we all think when we hear such a statement. It, we would say, "Well, then I just can go sin all I want." Is that what you're saying, Paul? So when he brings in baptism, what he, here in Romans six, he's actually answering a question about the the nature of grace. And so yes. he says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? If you're telling me the more I sin, the more grace I get, then why don't I just go sin more? He's like, no, by no means. And then he gives the justification for this. And what he's saying here is, is this is not about you just getting out of hell free card. It's, this is not, that's not what this is. This isn't just a, a, a ticket to heaven in the, way, in the way that people think about it. This is a transformation of a person. You are one type of person. And you're becoming a new type of person. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in the newness of life. So that's what he's talking about here. And so when people you know, see like Phil's life now, he said, man, it's kind of hard to imagine because I've known Phil my whole life, and the whole time that I've known you, Phil, you have been like this spiritual giant in, in my life. So it's it's hard for me to imagine who you were other than the fact that I've heard you tell the stories. But the reason why it's so profound is because of what this is right here, that you, like all of us, we put the old man down and we were raised to live a new life. We're new, we're new people, new creatures, not the same. No, I love it. We're um, we're out of time, but just a reminder, Zach mentioned this earlier, there's still a few more days uh, the film will be showing guaranteed. So if you haven't seen it, of course, go. If you've gone to see it, maybe take somebody else. Definitely be talking yeah. it up. Let's keep the momentum going. Rotten Tomatoes. Be, it, Make sure you go uh, uh, give us a review on Rotten in, Tomatoes. In fact, in our overtime segment, I have some reviews uh, from some of the folks that saw the film, and so I'm going to read those during our overtime segment. So it may be you. Uh, who posted something. So we're going to read those in overtime. If you want to follow us over, blazetv.com slash unashamed is where you go to get our overtime com, uh, content. And thank you, Unashamed Nation. You guys have been the driver uh, for the success of the film. We appreciate it. We'll see you in overtime. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.